Good morning. Um, it's good to be here this morning. Um, thankful to be here and uh, hope everybody's having a good morning uh, so far. Um, this morning I'll be in uh, Philippians chapter 4. And um, so my, my goal this morning uh, in a short amount of time as possible is to uh, shine light and context on what I believe to be one of the most um, taken out of context verses in the Bible um, because it's, um, it's also one of the most powerful uh, verses, I believe, and it gets used in a very uh, basic worldly way uh, a lot of times. And so I hope to do my best this morning uh, to shine more context and, um, and the truth behind this verse. And it's, um, it's in Philippians, and it's, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, so in 2014, uh, Twitter, which is crazy to think about, in 2014, Twitter was a thing, and it kind of makes me feel a little bit older. But um, the, this verse was the most tweeted verse uh, by far. On Twitter, and it was actually tweeted two times as many times as the next uh, tweeted verse from the Bible um, to let you know how many people use this verse. Um, also, um, speaking about verses out of context, I know from personal experience of standing up here uh, and taking verses out of context when sharing with y'all from personal experience. And looking back in my walk and coming upon a verse and studying more about it, realizing what it really means, and no, I used it up here um, wrongly, uh, is pretty embarrassing. Um, but I also know that this uh, church and the Christians uh, here, thankfully, were very patient with me, and no one called me a big dummy. Um, and everybody was very gracious uh, to me now look, looking back. So not to like beat up anybody for using this verse out of context, of course. Um, but sometimes we use it to, um, like, say we want a big job opportunity to happen for us, or like a big job interview, or um, maybe we want to pass an exam or a big test or um, something like that. Or maybe just to wake up in the morning out of bed. We just roll over and we say, you know, I can't, I can't even get up out of bed, but I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's okay if you want to use it in that way. Um, but it's way better than that. Um, and it's not meant in that context um, in, in Scripture. Um, for example, uh, you have uh, like a sporting event. You, you often hear athletes say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And they go out there and they try to use that as motivation to go win a game or win some, something. And so, for example, say you have one athlete on the other side uh, of the field or whatever sport you're playing, and then you have another athlete on the other side, and they're both using Philippians 4.13 uh, to empower them to win this game. Um, well, one of them, in, in that type of context, can't do all things through Christ who strengthens them because one of them is going to lose. So apparently they couldn't do all things. Um, and then in the case they tie, you know, neither one of them could do anything in Christ who strengthened them, if in that context. Um, so I know a lot of people use that that way, and that's okay, not knocking anybody, but it, it's way better than that. And I hope to be able to shine context into that verse. 
Um, so leading up to this verse, Paul, um, this is in Philippians, and this letter, which it's, it's so much more than this, um, but it's also a thank you letter to the Philippians um, because they've sent a care package through a man named Epaphroditus um, to Paul who's in need um, in prison. And um, so Paul is stressing here that he's very grateful for the blessing that they're sending his way. He's very thankful, um, but he wants to know ultimately that um, he's content. He wants to let them know that he's okay, whether he has a lot that they've sent to him or whether he has very little, um, he's content in Christ. And he wants them to know that, that he has all he needs in Christ, but he's also very thankful for what they've sent. Um, so Paul says, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, but lacked opportunity. So he knows they cared for him, but also there, it speaks here to a situation where they had lacked opportunity in the past to sin, uh, to be able to send him anything. So they, and during these times, you have great persecution. Uh, this, these people in Philippi, obviously for a period of time, didn't have the ability to send Paul uh, what they thought he needed. Uh, but he was thankful anyway because he knew they cared um, because they also were one of the only churches in that time that supported Paul heavenly in his ministry. Um, he also says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased. I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. And then he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Um, so I think it's, it's very important um, that Paul wanted to know, let them know, no matter his surrounding circumstances, he was content in Christ. And then it's important to point out that he said he learned to be content in Christ. Um, so what does content mean? Um, and it's, it's a simple definition, but it, it means satisfied. Um, Paul was satisfied already in Christ, no matter his outer circumstances. Um, he was satisfied with the forgiveness through Christ. He's satisfied with the love of Christ, um, the joy Christ um, offers, the peace that comes from knowing Christ, uh, the purpose that comes from knowing Christ, and the truth that is found in Jesus. Um, Paul was already satisfied with that um, before anything came his way. So to speak to the fact that Paul, um, the one who saw Jesus, on the resurrected Jesus on the road to Damascus, still had to learn to be satisfied in Christ alone. Um, so I'm just going to speak just a bit about his timeline. Um, so Paul was saved at the age of 29. And then for around 14 years, um, it was around 14 years before he ever went on his first missionary journey. Um, for 10 of those years, uh, Paul actually went back home um, to live in Tarsus, where he was from. Um, he also was a tent maker in this time period. Now, he was still preaching. He was still telling people about Jesus. But for 10 years, he went back home. Um, and so he's, uh, he, and, it, and it's also from studying, people believe that he actually went back and lived with his parents. So here's Paul, the man who saw the resurrected Jesus on the road to Damascus, goes back home, and he's living with his parents, making tents. Um, so 
we often, uh, when we think of Paul, we think about his uh, conversion experience. We think about the fact that he used to kill Christians, and then, he, and then Jesus, he was still saved. Um, and how much grace that shows from God, uh, which is amazing. Uh, we think about his three shipwrecks. We think about um, all his beatings he took, the fact that he wrote these epistles from prison, um, and, and God still used him in a powerful way. And we, we think about all these things about Paul, but we often forget there was a 10-year gap where he just went home and he was a tent maker. Um, and in this time period, he's learning to be satisfied in Jesus. It's something he was learning to do. It wasn't just a one-time, you know, I've placed my faith in Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. He has saved me. I've been born again. I, I know the word is true. I want to live for the Lord. Um, but it, you don't just, you're not, not just automatically 100% satisfied in Christ. Um, that's something that takes time as Christians. Um, so from the moment he's saved until he writes the epistle to the Philippians, um, it was 27 years, and, and it's, in, it's after 27 years he's able to write back to him saying that he has learned to be content in Christ. Um, so I think that just speaks to God's grace for us, even as Christians and on our walk, that it's, it's over time that we're learning to be content um, in Christ, no matter our circumstances. So um, I think that's just a wonderful picture. And then I'm, I'm just going to talk just a moment on... Um, so how did Paul learn to be content? Um, what's the secret he speaks of? Um, so when we have nothing, uh, we despair. When we have plenty, uh, we tend to forget God. Both of these states speak to idols in our heart. We seek things other than Jesus. Paul is seeking after Christ alone. All other things fade away, and he is satisfied in simple obedience to God, who gives and takes away. Paul learned contentment through staying true to his goal, which is found in Philippians 3.10 and throughout the rest of the New Testament, that he says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. Just before Paul spoke of the fellowship of his sufferings, he said his goal was to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Um, and I'd just like to say that there is a YouTube uh, video of a sermon by Charles Spurgeon, and it's called The Power of His Resurrection, because um, I know there's so much to be said on that topic, but it's very good uh, if you get a chance. It's just, of course, someone else is reading his sermon, which is kind of weird, um, but it's still really good. Um, but as we share in hardship and persecution on our downward path to the cross, Jesus is our co-companion on the journey. He promises to never leave us alone. Christ is a living Savior who pledges to impart his resurrection power and gives us the strength to endure and even overcome. Uh, Paul's main prayer in Ephesians is that we may know Christ better. Um, so sometimes we pray, Lord, give me strength. Um, but what really we should be doing is for us to know the one who has resurrected so we can know the power that has already been given to us. Um, so when your walk gets tough and your surrounding circumstances change for the better or the worse, and you see your satisfaction in Jesus start to give way, remember contentment is something that is learned. And there's a verse you can cling to uh, that's very powerful, and it's Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you.
Brother, do you mind just this prayer? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you, God, just who you are. Just pray that you would uh, have your way well in this place. Thank you for Kyle. Thank you.